Hi, and welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, March 25th, 2022, and this is Season 2, Episode number 12 of our show. We are into it in the NCAA tournament this week. I enjoyed so much talking about college basketball last week, and man, just it never stopped, and uh, never stops for me the whole month of March into that first Monday in April, and really the the first Tuesday when you when you walk into what was school for me, and then work, which is still school for me. I've been, I've been going to school for almost forty years. That uh, you walk in on Tuesday morning, and be like, "Yep, I, all my brackets were, were right." Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. It's been such a thrill the past few decades for me following the NCAA tournament, and I don't even think I mentioned this last week. It all starts with what used to be the Monday after Selection Sunday, like that following morning. USA Today used to have. To me, I mean, it it seemed like the size of a phone book. There's another dated reference. These things we used to have where they printed everyone's phone number in it. So it was was huge. USA Today would have this special insert, and uh, they called them the capsules, you know, describing every team. They had like a paragraph of every team. They had the the starters, maybe even some key reserves, the the coach that listed their all-time record in tournaments. Now, the thing is, you can find all this information and a million times more with one click of your mouse right now. But still, to, to get it in the newspaper, and not just any paper, it had to be USA Today. And every year from, I want to say 1990 was probably the first time we did it, until, uh, well, until I no longer uh, lived at my parents' house, uh, my dad would buy this thing for me the USA Today, the day after the brackets came out. And then I was buying it myself. And uh, decades later now, I guess, I, I still am. And uh, they don't print it on Monday anymore. Like, they, they can't get it together enough to put it out the next day. They'll have their NCAA tournament preview on Tuesday. And the last few years, it's it gets more pathetic every year. But I did purchase a USA Today this year on that Tuesday after the brackets came out. I had to go to three different stores. It was it was on my third store that I was able to pick up a copy. Um, I hate to like call out different businesses on what's basically a non-commercial podcast. That you know, I go to my usual spot like at the plaza which has the harris teeter is the, like the anchor store harris teeter didn't have usa today go next door cvs no usa today like oh boy here we go like this is going to be the year i don't get one and then it's the gas station i think it's a shell station i never buy gas there because it's always expensive but they had a usa today and furthermore i paid cash too because i like i wanted to get the full mike o'connell senior experience that like i'm buying this not just for myself, but to come home and share this with my son. Reading through about all the teams, as I said last week, and the players that are half my age, and the 
coaches that are younger than I am. It's so embarrassing. But that started off six nights in a row for me. If it, if you read my blog, that's MichaelConnellJr.com, you know this already that I was up late six nights in a row. Yeah, remember when it, it, it used to just start on Thursday? And then, like, the, the Sunday games definitely, and I think the Saturday games too, like, they would have them stop at, like, 7 or 7.30 p.m. Like, they wanted to have the games ending definitely on Sunday so that 60 minutes could start. Um, they would never let the games run until midnight and after in, uh, in my days growing up. That was just a, just a Thursday and Friday thing. When the first four first started, the Dayton games. And by the way, I'm glad that they're back to calling it first four instead of calling that the first round. And then what was the real first round? They were calling it the second round for a while. That made absolutely no sense to me. I'm glad they're they're back calling the first round the first round. Those Dayton games have become interesting, especially since um, one of my preferred teams was involved this year. That would be my beloved Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. When I explain to people what it was like growing up, I, you know, in, in my household, I always say like, have you ever seen the movie Rudy? Okay, the family from the movie Rudy, like the Rudigers, like that was my family growing up. The best reference I have is when I tell folks now, like, yeah, if you went to my parents' house between, I don't know, 1990 and sometime after 2000, after I moved out, we had Notre Dame fighting Irish wallpaper in the bathroom at our house. And not like the, you know, the downstairs basement bathroom where one like shunted off into the attic, like extra spare bathroom. No, like the main bathroom on the first floor of our house, the one that you would use 99% of the time, Notre Dame wallpaper on, on the walls of the bathroom. That'll give you an idea. And uh, I, I want to say, like, called it here. Like, yeah, the two things that I said were going to happen did actually happen. One, winning that opening round game, and then two, beating Alabama. Now, Notre Dame beating Alabama in basketball makes up about 1% of uh, what their football losses are. But still, and uh, yeah, love the new schedule. I know that as you're listening to it, I mean, it, it's not 16 anymore. I, I can tell you that as I'm recording this, Yes, I'm I'm down to 16. The way I can prove it is okay, St. Peter's, right? You would you wouldn't have made a, a podcast saying St. Peter's if I didn't know that St. Peter's was actually in. Um I know that uh, my two final teams are uh, Gonzaga and Arizona. They're still in. Um Baylor's out. And about the most uh what is the most other uh, interesting story? Like Michigan as a low seed, like they're an 11, or, or Miami as a, as a 10 seed. Like there's, there's still some low seed teams in. Uh, Notre Dame, unfortunately, out now, but they had uh, they had a couple moments. Uh, Duke is still in. Duke was nearly eliminated uh, by Michigan State in a great matchup of uh, legendary coaches. Coach K lives to see another day. Uh, I, In a way, I've never liked... Mike Krzyzewski, but I've never been a Duke fan. It's not that I don't like Krzyzewski. It's that I've never been a Duke fan. Obviously, everyone respects Krzyzewski and his success. 
in a way you want to see him go out on top. If this is his last season, you you know, maybe you'd want to see him get a championship. But then then again, there's like nah, I can't this guy's already had some success success, you gotta give somebody else a chance. And for the last, you know, decade or more, I've I've been thinking, okay, this is the year Gonzaga's finally gonna get it. This is the year Gonzaga's gonna get it. Arizona, who also nearly didn't make the Sweet 16, uh, would be another good one. But as I think back, it's like, oh, you know, Arizona won a championship a few years ago. You know, when they had Lou Dolson, what, what was that? Like, you know, five, ten years? Oh, it was 1997. That's right. They, like, in my mind, oh, 1997, that, that was just a few years ago. Like, it doesn't dawn on me that, like, oh, that was that was a quarter of a century ago. Yeah, all the players weren't mm-hmm. even alive then, or like my students that I talked to weren't alive then. Like, oh, yeah, that right, that's right. That was a really long time ago. Um, but the, the thing that did it for me was watching Notre Dame, like with no Syracuse, like to me, watching Notre Dame basketball, which has never held the same sway as Notre Dame football, the same cachet, I guess I should say and uh, an interest for me or anyone but still i mean uh, notre dame and i i did get to see one of their greatest wins notre dame basketball has a reputation and this is going on 50 years now as uh, the giant killers you know it, several times they as you know lower ranked team or like unranked team have beaten a top ranked team or ucla you know famously more than once and then uh a team like on a long unbeaten streak. One of them was UCLA in the 70s. And uh, I, I got to see one of them. So this was 1991. And it was it was just after the the uh, Mike Tyson, uh, Buster Douglas fight in Japan. When you, you see Tyson go down and it's like, well, now anything can happen, right? And uh, this is before Notre Dame joined the Big East, the old Big East, the real Big East of my youth. And they were playing Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. So this is a non-conference home game for Syracuse. They never lost in that era. I would call it the Baytime era, but the Bayheim era is still going on. That um, So Notre Dame uh, comes in unranked. They're, Syracuse is, I think they are number four in the country. Hadn't lost a non-conference home game in 200 years, something like that. And uh, lo and behold, that night in the Carrier Dome, I got to see Notre Dame pulled off the most amazing upset. I'd like to say that I was rooting for Notre Dame, but I mean, I, you get caught up in it. You're rooting for the home team. Seeing Syracuse lose, they, this one they had Billy Owens uh, was a senior. I think Derek Coleman was, was out by then. But Billy Owens was still playing, and they had a great team that year. They always did. But they lost on... Uh, Billy hit a shot that was uh, put the Cuse up by two, the Orange Men, as they were known in the days. And then there's three seconds to go in the game. Or no, they had they had the clock at two seconds, no tenths of a second, just two seconds. Digger Phelps, coach of Notre Dame, is saying he wants four seconds. Officials won't give it to him. Bayheim is arguing as well. They finally put three seconds. Beheim spends all his time arguing. Never forget this. Beheim spends all his time arguing. Instead of setting up a defense, he's spending his time arguing. And I reference this often. It's like with my students now. It's like, don't don't be a Beheim here. And 
Of course, it would happen this way that, that Notre Dame, Elmer Bennett, of all people, hits a three-point shot at the end of that game, and they win by a point. Notre Dame wins by a point. This was Digger Phelps's last season, and he's going out on a high, of one of the many highs of uh, Digger Phelps's career, um, and it is you know it's cementing his reputation as a uh, giant killer, as I said. Now, fast forward 15 years, I I got to meet Digger Phelps. He was on campus. This was my one and only time going to the campus of Notre Dame University, University of Notre Dame. Excuse me. Um, I was there for a football game, and Digger Phelps is there as like some kind of ambassador. And I mentioned two things to him. One was that game, and then the other was because I had known that he had served President George H.W. Bush in some type of official-ish capacity as like, you know, sports ambassador or something. And I, like, I knew he had an interest in politics. And I said, you know, Coach Phelps, you ever think about something like running for Congress of Indiana? Because he still lives in South Bend. Like, you could be elected in a chew-in. Everyone here would vote for you. You know, you'd be basically the Tom Osborne of basketball. You'd be Congressman Digger Phelps. And I always thought like, okay, if, if Phelps ever ran for office, he got the idea from me. He got the idea from me. And so far, it hasn't happened. So far. Um, but uh, Coach Phelps, if, if you're listening to the podcast, that offer is still there. Like that suggestion is still there. That suggestion, I'll say, is still there. And um, getting to see... Notre Dame of basketball this year for me was uh, was something with without uh, without the cuse to root for. This was it, and it was like it was either that or or Colgate. I think I'm like looking at teams of my youth and uh, upstate New York, and then of course me as the Subway alumnus uh, of Notre Dame. My childhood. Uh, Bringing that now to my son. We called the uh, Fighting Irish uh, football team, we called them the Gold Helmets. That that name stuck when my son was very little and, and uh, still there. And then the basketball team, we were calling them the Gold Shorts. And they are the Gold Shorts. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed listening to this week's broadcast. I certainly have enjoyed bringing it to you. Some more uh, NCAA tournament action this week. And let's see. If you're listening to this Friday morning, they must be down to 12 teams. Like, some of those Sweet 16 teams I know are already out. And this, as of the end of this weekend, it'll be down to the Final Four. We'll be talking about that next Friday and every Friday. If you've enjoyed Math Musings, tune in again. For more information or to contact, go to MikeOConnellJr.com.